Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michael Show on the air, and uh, we are so glad that you are with us today. Thanks, as always, for hanging out with us. Appreciate it so, so much. And uh, going to get back to the phone calls coming up here in just a minute, uh, but the Packers take it on the chin yesterday, and today is a day in which, uh, let me say this, seven and three teams that are vying for the postseason don't fire coordinators in the middle of the season. They usually don't, okay? 99.9% of the time they don't. So I'm not looking for them to make big changes. What today is, you can kind of look at, uh, you know, the Green Bay Packers through one of two lights. One of the sides would be this team turned it over three times in regulation. The fourth time ultimately cost them. We know that. But they turned it over three times in regulation. And they still had a shot to win the ball game. So is this a good team? That just played a terrible game. Or is this a team under the they are who we thought they were? And I know that's being stated today over and over again when it comes to some of the national shows. But uh, I thought, you know, up until the fact that they ended up losing that ball game, I thought that they played a really good, kind of a solid game. I really do. I thought that, yeah, you know, it sucked and the defense couldn't get off the field when they needed to, but I thought overall it was a pretty solid game. They had a shot to win that game. They just kept turning it over. 855 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Give us a shout, 855-830-864. Let's go to Ronnie, listening to us in Brooklyn. Ronnie, how you doing, man? What's up? Doing good. I'm telling you, somewhere Vince Lombardi is turning over in his grave because the answer to your question is 
until they can play basic fundamental football. I remember I'm watching the Packers for the past 50 years or longer. Third and one, third and two, it's smash-mouth football. Your offensive line beats theirs. And for the last 10 years, third and one, third and two is a throwing down. It's not a throwing down. You set up, I remember Bart Starr, you know, they used to do third and one, and then the, he made the third and one long pass famous. But you don't throw third and one, third and two. You run, and then occasionally you throw. And until they can prove that their offensive line, this is all offense, basic offense, not fancy passing, not slants, not anything like that. Your offensive line beats their line. And until they can do that, they're pretenders. And there's no reason why they can't do that. If their offensive line is a good offensive line that could protect in, in, uh, protect in throwing downs, they should be able to win the line of scrimmage. And until they could win the line of scrimmage, the Colts, they brought in Brissette, they won the line of scrimmage. Every third or fourth down, except for one maybe, they missed. One they missed, the rest they got. The point is, you've got to win... Aaron Rodgers said he's throwing the bubble screen maybe just to get to get the two yards. That's not a two-yard play. A two-yard play is a run. That's what a two-yard play Once you get to three or more, okay. But you've got to run the ball. You've got mm-hmm. to run the ball. And for us old-timers that are watching this, I'm ripping what little hair I have in my head left because it's ridiculous to, to be throwing on third and one. It's ridiculous. I completely agree with you. And not only do they throw on third and one, which at at times I don't mind if you've set it up, but when you go deep on on third and short, which they have done historically for a long, long time, and I appreciate the phone call. Thanks for listening to us in Brooklyn, Ronnie. I really, really appreciate it. When you do that historically, not just every now and then, but you've done it a lot. It's predicated upon what they believe to be are the matchups. If they get the matchup they want, that's where they're going to go. But I agree with you, and you brought up a great point when you said it's whether or not you win in the trenches. And I said that the real story of this game would be whether or not they won in the trenches. And the the Packers' run game did not win in the trenches. Their pass blocking was not awful. This is not a team that is that, that pass blocks poorly. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was sacked once, one time. Not a bad day at the office. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. But they do not win consistently in the trenches. You are 100% correct. Not consistently, they don't. Uh, let's go to Zachary in Altoona. Zachary, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Well, three things that hit me. One, they got to get this third down stuff under control. I thought at least four times we're on third, third and long. They gave it up like they gave it up so easily. It was just making me want to rip, rip the hair out of my head. Number two, I look at Marquez like I look at Jordy. Those two had wheels like crazy. I never saw Jordy run short passes. He was going downfield, and Aaron was just laying it out there for him. Use that to Marquez's advantage. Let him use those wheels. Uh, uh, 
that's all I got to say. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Yeah, they they put Marquez Valdez scaling out there. I mean, that was what caused the uh, pass interference down at the two. That's the reason he got open down the middle and still came down with the ball in, in triple coverage. Uh, he got downfield ahead of a couple of receptions and then laid some big blocks to spring Devontae Adams on one of them, to spring Aaron Jones on another, you know, for some run blocking. I mean, you know, you take away the fumble and you would say that Marquez Valdez scaling had a decent game. When you look at overall what he did, the fumble at the end is what ultimately cost you. But he didn't have a bad game. I agree with you on that. Uh, let's go to Vin listening to us in Connecticut. Vin, how you doing today, man? What's up? What's going on? But I tell you, you guys are, you guys are busy guys, especially. That's right, getting a call on last night, nothing. Could not get out for nothing, you know? <laughs> well, you know, people are passionate about the Packers, yeah. so what can I, get, I say? I get, I'm a passionate guy, too. But honestly, I'm going to to answer your question – I just I, I think the Packers are a good team that just made some bad mistakes yesterday. Because honestly, that game was right there yesterday. Even you know, even when MVS fumbled, that game was right there. And what was I going to say? Um, um, I, and honestly, I, I I don't I don't blame the defense like everybody else is doing. I mean, yeah, everybody us as Packer fans know we have flaws on that defense. But yesterday, I don't blame the defense a lot. I know it gives up big yards, but honestly, if it wasn't for the two, you know. The two, three, and outs in the, in the third quarter. I mean, anything could have happened. And and honestly, you, you want to know where? Honestly, you know where where it changed. In my opinion, where it changed hands, where the uh, momentum changed, is the second drive by the Colts. And now, I don't know if you remember. I think it was third third down. Do you remember when Philip Rivers got hit and that ball popped up in the air? Yes. Do you, you remember that, Bill? Yep. Um, now, when you have a quarterback that's pressured and gets hit, and that ball does not come out as perfect as Rivers wanted, it, it gets popped up there. Well, honestly, ten times out of a hundred, what's going to happen in those situations? It's going to get you're going to come off, down with right? a pick, yeah. And I and I'm looking, I'm like, man, what? This is going to get picked off, and no, I mean, I think I think it was Savage that fell down too, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and he came I'm up just, just saying, short. I mean, yeah, he came up just short on getting it. Yeah, you get you get that interception there. I mean, I, I just thought the momentum changed right there because the Colts went down easily and scored a touchdown right there, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100% agree with you. Appreciate it. Uh, no, I look, there was opportunities in this game, and the Packers' defense ended up with two, in, two turnovers. So it's not like they didn't do anything. They still ended up with a couple of turnovers. They just uh, – a couple of things here or there it might have gone in their – their lucky direction, and maybe they walk away with a victory. 855-830-8648. He's kind of glasses half full. Look, it was a team that it was a good team that played the number one defense. They still scored 31. They turned the ball over three times in regulation. Four turnovers usually cost you a game, and ultimately it did. So you were right there, and the game was still there for the taking. That is the glasses half full. My friends, I got two great winter getaway ideas for you, so think about Think about this. Wouldn't you want to get away from all the noise right now, get away from all the the COVID stuff and social distancing and stuff? Pine Mountain Resort in majestic Iron Mountain, Michigan. Totally remote setting. Social distancing is built right in, my friends. Pine Mountain consistently rated the number one ski resort in Michigan and in Wisconsin. And now when you book your ski weekend, you can get away before Christmas. You get a couple of lift tickets absolutely free. That's a $110 value. Just go to PineMountainResort.com. That is PineMountainResort.com. Or you can head north to the iconic Four Seasons Island Resort. That is in Pembine, Wisconsin. 
just 78 miles north of Green Bay. They, they, they're on an island. They've got social distancing built right in. And if you own a snowmobile and you want to take it up there, they've got snowmobile parking. And then off the island, they've got trails everywhere, over 400 miles of snowmobile trails, cross-country skiing, ice fishing, all in that remote setting. It's fantastic. You can enjoy great dining, a few you know, drinks down at the uh, Boundary Waters Pub and Grill. Heck, you can even have uh, some beverages for sitting right there in a hot tub, I think. they got a big hot tub, big pool inside. Go enjoy yourself. Book your weekend stay now before Christmas. You get a free night stay next spring. That's a $189 value. So go to the4seasonswi.com. That's the4seasonswi.com. Book your social distancing getaway right now. That's the4seasonswi.com. Two great getaways where you can interact as much or as little as you prefer and two great offers from two great places. Pine Mountain Resort and the4seasonswi.com. More of the Bill Michaels Show here from Aaron Rodgers all coming up next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. You know the weather's about to change, right? Yeah, the cold weather and the holidays, they're here. The weather, we're supposed to get a couple of inches of slushy mashed potatoes, I guess, coming up here tomorrow. I know, look, hey, I know the Northwoods and I know the northwestern portion of the state. You guys have already seen uh, your fair share of snow already this year. But the cold weather and the holidays, it doesn't matter where you're at. It's upon us. And uh, maybe you put the grill away, but that's okay. Our friends at Schulze Family Beef, they've got everything you need. The family farm in Humbert, Wisconsin, providing high-quality pasture-raised beef to all of us in the Midwest for three generations. And with COVID cases on the rise, you don't want to go to the grocery stores. This is a great way to get a monthly subscription and have it delivered to your door. Choose from a wide variety of steaks and chops and burgers and hot dogs and brats and roasts, and you can get a curated gift box or create your own customer order and your beef's going to be packed in dry ice and arrive in just a few days. And they have all the delicious meats you need for those cold-weather stews and chilies and soups. So you can check out their Facebook page for great recipes as well. And new for the holidays, they've got the tomahawk ribeyes. That's perfect for a small gathering. Small, socially distant gathering. Order them quick right now because they don't last for very long. But uh, for a no-brainer, by the way, those Instapot dinners, they have those also. So check out the website. And uh, if you're looking for the perfect gift for maybe that meat lover in your life, they have gift certificates, and uh, you can send some meat to your uh, to your meat lover. Uh, happy holidays, they say. From our friends over there at SholzeFamilyBeef.com, S-C-H-O-L-Z-E, SholzeFamilyBeef.com, on the web at SholzeFamilyBeef.com. So uh, let's get back to the phone calls here uh, real quick, uh, and then we're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers. Let's go to Court listening to us in Whitewater. Court, how are you doing today, man? What's up? Hey, I'm good, big unit. Um, I'm not ready to jump off the ledge yet, but it, it gets frustrating seeing them get gashed up the middle like that. So my question is, and I don't know if it's scheme or how they do it, but is it me or do our defensive backs always seem like they're playing seven, eight yards down the field? They're never uptight. It could be third down and three, and I look at them, and they're lined up eight yards back there, and I'm like, how are you going to stop a quick little hit pass that gets the first down? Mm-hmm. Not not all the time. I mean, you can you can watch, and, and sometimes you're going to have press man on one side and not on the other. You're going to have zone. I mean, it, it's it, not all the time. But what drives me nuts is when it's a 
it's a third down and 15, and they're playing 10 yards off the ball, and then they're backpedaling at the snap, and they're giving up 13 yards and making it a fourth and short or a, a conversion on third and long. It, it's 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 mind-boggling, and it just bothers the hell out of me. I'm sure it does you too, but not all the time are they not playing press. And as a matter of fact, when you got a guy like Josh Jackson, he needs to play press. That's where he's that's where he excels. Kevin King is better at the line of scrimmage. Jair is just good in space. But uh, but yeah, it 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 drives me nuts. I, I I get where you're coming from because in certain circumstances, when you need that that uh, smash you with the mouth at the line of scrimmage, and maybe just give your defensive line that extra second to get to the to the passer. They're not doing that. They're not disrupting at the line of scrimmage the way you would like to see. I completely get it. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, let's do this. Aaron Rodgers, he was asked, what kind of team do you think you have right now with just six games left in the season? Today actually gave me a lot of uh, a lot of confidence in our guys. I know that might sound weird and we lost and we turned them all out four times, but there was a different type of energy this week of practice. I thought it carried over to today. Um, obviously, the atmosphere helped having a bunch of Packer fans there, even though it was obviously significantly less than it would be in a normal, uh, normal year. But uh, I did um, get a lot of confidence uh, based on the way we practiced this week. I felt like this was the first week all season we practiced like a great team um, and not just kind of a good team. So that was uh, encouraging. I figured the performance would be really solid based on that. And that's how it goes sometimes. You know, the mistakes uh, can happen regardless of how you practice. But I was encouraged by um, the focus that we had. I was encouraged by the defense and the confidence uh, that they were brimming with. Um, you know, I just think we need to we need to be a, all three phases football team to go as far as we want to go. I still feel really good about our, our, our chances, our squad. This would be an important week, uh, obviously, playing the second-place team in the division and give us a chance to really put some cushion between uh, us and the rest of the division with a win. And he's right. I mean, if they get the win over the Bears and do it, I would like to see them do it in dominating fashion at Lambeau Field. Uh, and that would give you at least a little more confidence, especially against a yet another really good championship-style defense. Uh, speaking of uh, that, you got to protect the ball. And he said, look, I feel bad for Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I have a lot of love for for Marquez. Um, yeah, I see the guy every single day. I see see how much he cares about it, and you know, it happens. Unfortunately, uh, you know a lot of it's fundamentals. Um, you know, carrying the ball, but you know, I've had my fair share of fumbles. Uh, it's just bad timing, obviously. Um, you know, it, uh, yeah, I feel like we we ran similar play to. Um, EQ earlier in the game and got about 20. Could have been a touchdown maybe if he cut inside because um, there's so many guys the other side of the hash, but, you know, we almost scored. And then so similar play to that, uh, just trying to get a first down there and reset the, the, the downs. Uh, looked like, uh, you know, it was a good play by the nickel, uh, kind of trying to split uh, Allen and Bobby there. But I think the ball is just a little loose. Uh, but uh, I guess stuff happens. He made a big play at the end of regulation to kind of get us going on third and 10. And, uh, Disappointed for him, disappointed for us. Then again, four turnovers in one game. You're not going to win games, but that's not the norm for this team either. It is an anomaly based on the other nine games we've played. We haven't had more than two, I don't think, in any other game. A lot of zeros. So, uh, you know, obviously we got a fumble exchange and and, and uh, a pick and, and a fumble on kickoff and a fumble in the game. So, um, uncharacteristic, uh, but... 
you know, they got six points off those four turnovers, uh, and we cashed in on on their turnovers. So our defense deserves a lot of credit for uh, making some good stands there when we turned the ball over. By the way, everybody keeps ripping Phillip Rivers for the quarterback that he is, and he had the toe injury and such during the game, but just continues to, you know, hit his guys, and he's always going to throw a couple, and if you take advantage of him, great, and if you don't, He's going to end up hurting you, and you got to take care of the ball. And, and you know, Philip Rivers still proves that, you know, somewhat between the ears is just as important as what's not between the ears and the physical ability. I feel like when we play Phil, we definitely got a score. You know, we've had some high-scoring uh, games uh, the few times we've played. Um, but for us, it's about taking care of the football. I think that's where it starts and ends. And first drive, obviously, we're moving the ball. Big play on the first down, first play of the game. Uh, and then, you know, obviously – you know, fumbling the exchange there it was uh, frustrating. But, uh, look, we we, uh, we know what type of offense we've had this year. It's been pretty efficient. The only thing that's been stopping us for the most part has been ourselves and not converting third downs and, and turn the ball over today obviously uh, hurt us really bad. He also said he would have liked to have had another shot on third down just before that failed fourth and one attempt to Jamal Williams. I don't feel like it was four down two or two. I was actually mildly surprised. I didn't want to go for it, but I was excited. Um, you know, look at the third down play and, uh, you know, not being able to get a first down on that one. Uh, I really liked the call on third down. And, you know, we actually protected really well. They ran a simulated pressure and brought 53 on the backside um, and dropped the end of the front side. We did a good job picking it up. Uh, wish I probably would have drifted maybe a little left and laid one up to Marquez down the middle. That probably would have been a better option. That being said, you know, Bobby might have been a little too wide, um, you know, and, and uh, the ball was, uh, you know, I should have put it on his upfield shoulder because that should have been a first down move of sticks there on, on that third and seven. And uh, so that's the disappointing play. I mean, fourth down, you know, they covered it well. But the third down play, that's one I'd like to have back for sure. And uh, last but not least, he talks about that deep pass to Marquez Valdez scaling on that final drive. And, you know, then he did say, look, uh, you know, Tanya was open on that final pass. He shouldn't have forced it to Devontae, Devontae so much. We had a, a high corner to the side of, uh, of Marquez. I told him on the sidelines before that drive, I said, there's going to be a point in this drive when I'm going to throw one up to you, and you got to come down with it. Um, sure enough, it was third and ten backed up. Um, I was really uh, – it took my eyes to the right first uh, to just peek the safety, make sure he wasn't robbing. And then I really was looking at the corner when I threw the, the go ball. So I was, I felt like with my eye control, I'd give him maybe just an extra little step away from the safety. Uh, he's so damn fast. Um, even though I got it up early and threw it high, he still, I still underthrew him. Um, but it was a really nice catch and got us going at that point. Then a funny aside with, uh, with Sean Hockley, um, I was trying to call timeout. He told me we didn't have any timeouts. <laughs> Uh, luckily, we got our time back and, and got into a rhythm. You know, there was a couple of plays at the end of that drive. Again, you know, I felt like it was such a good drive. We made some plays and, and kind of drew a couple things up on the spot. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe jamming one in there to Tay there on one of the last two plays might have been, you know, might have been the thing to do. But I'll look back at that and hopefully won't rue that too much. There you go, Aaron Rodgers after the game yesterday, walking away with confidence.
How about that? Aaron Rodgers said he's walking away from this game. Yeah, it sounds funny in a loss, but he walked away with more confidence. Do you? We'll talk with Eric Branchek at the Green Bay Press-Gazette when we come back. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Biofuels Association right here in the uh, state of Wisconsin. And all over the upper Midwest, they uh, say, look, uh, you know, for many of you, you've, you've switched over to electric vehicles. And you've paid the price for those as well. And kudos. Look, if you can afford it, you can do it. And you're doing something great for the environment. Fantastic. But for my money... Uh, I can own what I've always owned, a regular truck, and I get 85% of the emissions cost-cutting benefits because I use E85 in the truck. That's right. I get 85% as much environmentally responsible uh, by using E85 compared to spending you know, a lot more for the electric vehicle. Uh, so, look, if you're out there like me in the Bill Michaels universe, so to speak, give E85 a shot. If you've got a flex fuel vehicle, give it a shot. Or... You can even do your part by choosing unleaded 88 if you've got a car or truck newer than 2001. Uh, you can see the, you know, the website for all the details. Dispel all the myths and get all the facts. Go to abetterfuel.org. That is abetterfuel.org. That's abetterfuel.org. Uh, it really is an easy, easy decision when you think about it. And think about all the local farmers and the producers and such and helping them out. Abetterfuel.org. That's abetterfuel.org. Dot org And don't miss this chance to be an advocate for the farmers and the workers and learn more at abetterfuel.org. Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette next on the Bill Michael Show. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Don't forget about our friends at Quick Trip. Got a good one coming up tonight, the Rams and the Buccaneers. And if you're saying to yourself, man, I don't even know what to make for dinner, just like mom would make, grab some meals from Quick Trip. They've got you covered tonight. All you got to do is stop in, bring them home, heat them and eat them. Good stuff. I stopped in the Quick Trip yesterday. I picked up all the necessities that I normally do. I got milk and eggs and I got some bread and you can get all those things really quick. And then I grabbed a couple of Red Bulls on the way and I was out the door. And I used my Quick Rewards card. By the way, I used the Quick Rewards card the other day. I think I was telling you this. And uh, at the pump, it was a pleasant surprise because I had to fill up the truck, put the card in, typed in my number, and it says, uh, you know, would you like 10 cents off per gallon of fuel? Oh, my goodness, I filled up for a buck sixty-nine. I was a happy guy, really happy guy. That's our friends over there at Quick Trip when you use that Quick Rewards card. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. So, Eric, was this a good team that played bad football and turnovers and such yesterday, or is this a team, as we say, they are who we thought they were? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> right out of the gate, huh? Yep. Uh, well, I would say, honestly, um, you know, if you remember back to Friday, I was pretty confident that they were going to win. And they looked okay, like they could have won. But the point where I was really kind of uh, uh, hung up on was, were they going to be able – this is this is going to be controversial, but I, I – I felt like it was going to come down to coaching and not come down to the players on the field. And some of that, I think, held true, that it came down to coaching and not the players on the field. So I think they are who they thought we, we are, or, we, or we, they are who they thought. You know what I'm trying to say. I don't, I don't think that anything showed up other than the fact that they don't have – you got a young coach um, and a defensive coordinator who's too stubborn – and a, a special teams coach that uh, doesn't learn from his mistakes, and you know this is what this is what you're going to get. So <clears throat> I don't think it's anything 
um, that is a player personnel type thing, they, they need to do a better job on the sidelines. So when you say, uh, let's go with the defense first and foremost, let's start there because that's what everybody complains about. When you say you got a coach who doesn't learn from their mistakes, defensively speaking, what do you look at with scheme where you say, what? because I said it a couple of times yesterday, I'm like, what are you doing? And, and when you're talking about beef up front and you're running – smaller you're running you're going to live and die with that nickel and i'm thinking to myself it's not working so what are you doing that's where i got into an argument of saying look as much as i defend mike Petton, you can't keep doing this no at some point two years ago what enamored everybody uh, around the league and then green bay and all their fans was the fact that they were able to hit pass rush without having a pass rusher period and um there's no pass rush you know, the, mm-hmm. what's going to tip, we're going to tee this thing off. And I thought they went into this game 100%, 180 degrees wrong. I thought they were going to go after, you got a statue back there holding the ball, go after them and get them, get them down on the ground, go after them as, you know, let's, let's dial up some blitzes. Let's get it. And they didn't, they didn't. And then when they did the little blitzing they did do was so inept, it was unbelievable. But two years ago, they got pass rushed by blitzing, by being creative with safety. Uh, being creative with, with cornerbacks and uh, nickel guys off the edge, being able to create some havoc. Chandon Sullivan is not a pass rusher. He's a pass watcher when they blitz him, uh, which is a bad thing to do. Um, and then I think that um, they need to, to think about what they what their philosophies are going to be. If they're going to be a go get the pass, you know, they had success last year getting to the passer with four guys. Both the Smith guys were having a tremendous amount of success. If, if you if you doubled up one guy, the other guy was free. Um, so you had to, as a as a team, you had to think about who you were going to block and then who you were going to take care of. And, and the problem was you couldn't take care of them both. Well, this year, you put all the other chips and get after uh, Zadarius Smith. Well, Preston Smith is playing uh, tag over there with the other tackle. Right. I you know there's just not enough going on there. So you know, and then they sit in that dime. Um, to me, it's like, what are you? I mean, you. Come on, you got two safeties and a linebacker in the box. Mm-hmm. My money says you ain't going to win too many of those. Right. No, I, that I completely agree with. When you're going up against their beef and you're running out smaller, fast guys, you're either saying that we're going to beat you to the punch and clog the hole first or we're going to get run over. And there's not a lot of in-between, and they got run over more often than not. And, and that's where I think a lot of people take issue with the scheme that Mike Pettin runs, Right. Yes, I think I think there was zero creativity yesterday um, in getting to the passer. You know, and, and it's hard. I mean, you look at all the success they had last year. You would expect that to carry over. But guess what? We're 10 weeks into this thing, or 11 weeks, 10 games, 11 weeks, and it ain't working. They're going to have to go back to the lab and start figuring some stuff out of there, and, you know, and looking about how they're going to attack defense uh, offenses. You know, you got a team coming in here, the Bears that are wounded, uh, but they got a good defense. So, you know, the formula is for this football team to win is get a big lead, sit back, and defend the pass. Playing the Bears, who knows? This game could be 17 to 10 or, or 10 to 7. You don't know. That defense is pretty solid. And uh, the Packers' offense, I think, is, you know, could get tamed a little bit, but maybe not. But I, I still think you're facing a good defense, so they're going to have to find a way to get the Bears to, you know, cough the ball up, interceptions sacks, all those things are going to have to happen. Um, 
for them to get to get healthy and get you know the next six games are really vitally important. You go from being number one in the NFC to now you're down a couple notches. You got to get that back up there, and you got to try not to lose another ball game. And have that number one seed is really vitally important. Talking with Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette, and uh, so to go over to the offensive side of the football. Uh, Aaron Rodgers admitted he probably shouldn't have gone to Devontae as much. Uh, or at least tried to force the ball to him a couple of times. Tanya was back open in the back of the end zone, didn't see him. Um, they didn't run the football real well. I said this game was going to come down to the trenches, and one thing that I did watch is when the Packers, as infrequently as they did, when they did try to run the ball, didn't have a lot of success in running the football yesterday. Not a lot of holes. Now, granted, Corey Lindsley went down, but uh, I think Elkin Jenkins is a mauler. I think Runyon's going to be a fine offensive lineman. I think they're going to be okay now that they've got most of those guys locked up. But they didn't – this is this is not a big time run blocking offensive line, is it? Well, I mean, how many times in third and one and fourth and one do they get stuffed? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, they built their team around outside zone and, and, and trying to to pack it up and up, up the gut. You know, it's tough. You don't have a fullback anymore, or at least a tight end slash fullback, and love it. So um, you, you're, you're kind of asking your offensive line to make sure that they open stuff up and. You know, the outside zone wasn't bad yesterday. I thought the running game, you saw a little bit of Aaron Jones. Um, you know, we always saw how shifty and that he's fast enough to take it to the house at any given point. Uh, but we never saw a whole lot of him running behind his pads. And I thought he did a pretty good job of that yesterday. That was surprising to me. Um, I, I really still think that, uh, you know, the running against that front seven, they ran just enough. If you get 75, 60, you know, they ended up with, I think, 66 yards total rushing. But I think against that defense, that's okay. You just have to do it enough. I like the way in the first half they were rolling uh, Rodgers out of the pocket. They were making those guys run. And, you know, and the only problem was they had a couple of miscues in the second half with those two drives where they, um, you know, they got themselves in some trouble with those three and outs. I mean, that was that was, that was telling because it really um, put pressure on that defense. And, and they needed to, uh, I think, uh, I think they should have stuck to the run a little bit more. But I also believe that, I mean, they were making good stuff happen through the air. It just had some bad, uh, you know, that dead back shoulder throw to MVS kind of went, yeah, went fizzled out. And then they had a bat, you know, pass that went over 17's head there. So tough sledding. But I I firmly believe that the whole thing is going to come down to the defense and they're going to have to figure it out. They've they got to get to the quarterback and they have to find out a way to do that. Yeah, I uh, before I let you go, I wanted to ask you. I want to go over to Marquez Valdez Scantling. Uh, ends up uh, coughing up the football, but I thought Matt Lafleur, the way he addressed Marquez was, let's look at what he did, and he did block well downfield. He did come up with the big catch. He did come up with the pass interference. He did three things specifically well. But Marquez's biggest issue is and still remains hanging on to the damn football, whether it's catching it for a, and then dropping it, or whether it's giving it up the way he did. Uh, still one of those things that's problematic, you know? Oh, yeah, you know, you need to feel for the guy. You know, there's a bad situation for that to have happened to him. But um, you're right. The reality is is that he has had some pretty big drops through the course of the year so far. Uh, <clears throat> I think he struggled a little bit um, with his route running. Um, he's certainly not a master technician like uh, Devontae Adams is. Um, you know, he relies on speed and, and being able to get get past the guy just with his feet. And that's, I mean, that's enough. That's enough for a lot of NFL um, 
football players to be successful. You know, especially wide receivers to be superior run by guys. And he has that, but the problem is, is it's the second level part. You know, you got to be able to a catch the ball, b hold on to it. Everybody fumbles. I, I think that was a bad time for him to fumble there. And, um, you know, I just he's just not consistent enough. Um, and I think that's what you know. We all heard the quote, the question from Mark here in, in Green Bay. You know, but I. I think what he was trying to allude to is, you know, he's just not consistent enough. And how do you rely on a guy in a tough situation when he continually drops balls and fumbles and in and, big, and, you know, one of these times it's going to hurt even worse than this. So, um, you know, he's gonna, hopefully he shakes out of this and he's not uh, uh, going to get, uh, he's not going to collapse and crumble under this kind of pressure because it's going to be a tough week for him in the media and, um, you know, social media is brutal. So hopefully he's able to, uh, uh, you know, come out of this okay. But um, it could be a really good learning point too, you know. Got to focus right. on hanging on, doing the little things right. The little things lead to big things. Yep, no doubt. Good stuff as always, my friend. We'll talk again uh, later this week, okay? Yeah, you too. Take care. Enjoy your week. I appreciate you having me on. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. Uh, Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them. 844-PRIDE. Go to schneiderjobs.com. Now we hear from our own radio, Joe Zinzola, about his car buying experience with Hyundai. Hey, guys. Let me tell you about my friends at Hyundai West Dallas. Did you know that they are the number one overall store for customer satisfaction? And when you walk in, you will be amazed at the extraordinary measures being taken to provide the safest environment possible. Everyone's wearing masks. Everything is being wiped down. And if you forget your mask at home, which happens from time to time, we all do it. Don't worry. They have masks there for you, and they're not going to charge you for it. And right now, you can get 0% for 72 months on the new Hyundai Sonata, Tucson, and Santa Fe models during the Thanksgiving sales event. And if you use my name, Joe Zanzola, or Radio Joe, you'll get an additional $500 off. Get Hyundai Assurance with America's Best Warranty, 10-year, 100,000 miles at Hyundai West Dallas on Highway 100 or HyundaiWestDallas.com, a part of the International Autos Group where our ordinary needs to be extraordinary. $13.89 per month per $1,000 finance with approved credit, must qualify for rebate, ends January 4th, 2021. Again, that's Hyundai West Dallas. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers lose to the Colts in overtime, 34-31. Green Bay jumped out to a 28-14 lead. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. You know, it was a hard-fought game. I was really proud of our guys' effort. I thought the effort, the energy was as good as we've had all year long. But when you're playing a good football team or any team for that matter, and you lose the turnover battle four to two, it's tough to come out on top. Late in the fourth quarter, Marquez Valdez-Scantling caught a 47-yard pass that helped set up a field goal to tie the game. But in overtime, the ball was stripped away after a short pass by the Colts' rookie safety, Julian Blackman. I honestly had a feeling they were going to come back to that screen. They've been running it uh, quite a few times during the game. So, uh, you know, I came down and I had to get down in the box and 
I honestly aimed at his his arm because he's kind of swinging it. I just swiped at it and happened to hit his arm. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. I have a lot of love for, for Marquez. Yeah, I see the guy every single day. I see how much he cares about it. But uh, that stuff happens. He made a big play at the end of regulation to kind of get us going on third and ten. And uh, disappointed for him, disappointed for us. That's Aaron Rodgers. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back to the program. Not a good weekend if you were a uh, you're a Wisconsin fan when it comes to uh, when it comes to sports. Man, Badgers just it looked uh, that looked. I thought the Badgers would win that game. I thought it was a close game, and I was hoping the Badgers will win by enough of a margin to continue to have them ride in the rankings. And now you just. Come on. In the meantime, go ahead. In the meantime, go ahead. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Uh, I was hearing some things in my ear. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, you've got to the Bucks making a couple of moves, bringing in a couple of players. And uh, they bring in uh, Brian Forbes, Tory Craig. So they bring them into the organization after the Bogdanovich deal gets all screwed up and uh, and that doesn't doesn't work so that was kind of a deflation if you will and then obviously the Packers losing yeah it was tough uh it was a tough weekend if you're a Wisconsin fan I went into it with a lot of optimism and walked away going what the hell was that and I think uh, in a lot of cases probably rightfully so 855-830-8648-855-830-8648 uh, this one is from Jerry who writes a couple of thoughts and qu- some questions. Green Bay's small market team being a small business, they will not spend money. It's not about that. They have the money. They will draft and develop and, because they're still spending money on, on salary cap. It's not, you can't go over the salary cap. They're just spending. They're, that's why it's completely different. I, I'll, I'll stop there because we'll get back into that coming up after the top of the hour. Um, Mark says flat out what cost them the game was the drafting. Refusing to admit they've made mistakes. I talked about that uh, yesterday as well. Mark, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Let's do this. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we got Mike Clemens coming up, but I want to get back into this as well. We'll get back into um, a couple of the different questions that I have. We can even ask those things over on Facebook as well. A lot of people responding there. So a lot more to come. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show right after this. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 